Now to him who is able to strengthen you, to God who alone is wise, be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. My dear Christian friends, since David was made king, God had blessed him with victories over ancient enemies like the Jebusites and the Philistines. And now there was a time of relative peace in the Jewish nation. In fact, we're told It happened that when the king was living in his palace and when the Lord had given him rest from his enemies. And so as David relaxed in his brand new magnificent palace, he realizes that there is a something that has become terribly wrong. It didn't seem right that he is resting comfortably in a palace fit for a king when the king of heaven and earth is dwelling here on earth in the Ark of the Covenant stuck in a tent. And David shared his plan to remedy this injustice with his friend and his pastor, Nathan. The king said to the prophet Nathan, look, I live in a house of cedar, but the ark of God sits under ten curtains. You see, since the time of Moses, God's dwelling here on earth was in the ark of the covenant, which was then placed, in, <clears throat> placed into the tabernacle, the tent of meeting that moved around with the children of Israel. David desires to build a magnificent house to the Lord made out of stone and wood. It would be a permanent dwelling place for the Ark of the Covenant. And there's nothing selfish or egotistical in what David desires to do. He wants to build a permanent house for God to give God the glory. But God has better plans Instead of David building a house for God, God is going to build a house for himself. And that house will be built through David's son Solomon. And then later through David's greatest heir, Jesus Christ. You see, David was a fighting king. He had the blood of Israel's enemies on his hands. He still had to fight the Moabites, Ammonites, and Arameans. Instead, God would allow David's son Solomon to build this magnificent temple because Solomon would reign during a time of peace. And he would build a temple that in today's money would be worth billions and billions of dollars. God would also build a house for David. But not out of wood and stone, but out of kings. God told Nathan to tell David, The Lord also declares to you that the Lord himself will make a house for you. When your days are complete and you rest with your fathers, I will raise up after you your seed, who will come from your own body. I will establish his kingdom. He will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. From Solomon God, from Solomon, would descend a dynasty. David's descendants would sit on David's throne forever. Except that forever lasted only about 400 years. And that's because Solomon's son, Rehoboam, 
raise the taxes so much on God's people that the ten northern tribes split and they became the nation of Israel with the two remaining tribes becoming the tribe of the nation of Judah in the south. Eventually, the nation of Israel was carried off into captivity by the Assyrians and never heard from again. Much later, the nation of Judah was carried off into captivity in Babylon. After 70 years of exile, they were allowed to return home. But their glory days of freedom as under David's heirs was over because Judah was ruled by the Persians. And then it was ruled by the Greeks. And then it was ruled by the Romans. Judah, now called Judea, was just another province in someone else's empire. For six centuries, David's throne remained empty. But God's promise to David remained. And that promise was only partially fulfilled through Solomon. The promise finds its true, lasting, and eternal fulfillment in Jesus. God says to David, your house will stand firm and your kingdom will endure forever before you. Your throne will be established forever. We hear in our gospel lesson how the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and says that this promise of a thousand years before given to David is now finding its fulfillment. The angel said to her, listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will never end. God kept his promise to David of a throne that would be established forever through Mary's son, who was also David's flesh and blood heir, and who was also the son of God. David had a greater son that was born, but born in the same birthplace of, as David in the little town of Bethlehem. That he was born and lived and died in our place. As David once wrote in one of his beautiful hymns in the Old Testament, that Jesus would come to take away sins, to remove our sins as far as the east is from the west. Jesus then rose from his Judean grave in order to give eternal salvation to all who believe in him as their Savior. That all of these believing saints will be gathered together around Jesus' eternal throne in heaven. Through the grace of God and the faith that the Holy Spirit has planted in our hearts, now we are made citizens of the kingdom through Christ, God's only begotten Son and David's heir. We are the spiritual Israel ruled by King Jesus from a heavenly throne that lasts forever. Our forefathers in the faith have built beautiful sanctuaries like this one to serve as the house of God here on earth. Not to feed their egos, but in order to give glory to God. And we thank the Lord of the church for those who have gone before us to build churches like this one because we need a place like this in a time like this. A sermon series like the one I've been doing for the past three weeks on 
Depression and anxiety is fitting any time of the year. But it is especially fitting during a time of Advent angst as we get closer to Christmas. Then we have the loneliness, poverty, missing our family, the added pressures at work, stress at school and in college, and so much more added on. And on top of all of that, this year we have the added anxiety of shutdowns and openings of a virus and a vaccine, of mandates and American freedoms. All of that has led to a recent story on the Gallup poll reporting that Americans' mental health has sunk to a new low. According to the report, Americans' assessment of their own mental health has reached a low uh, from uh, over the past two decades. That 76% of adults rate themselves as being excellent in their mental health. That doesn't mean anything until you realize that is a 9% decrease from this time last year. The poll also finds that People are willing to keep following certain guidelines for their health. However, there is a growing number among them who say that they're pretty much done with everything because they realize how much all of this is harming their mental health and the mental health of those they love. But that report also shows that those who are frequent church attenders are the only group group that did not experience a mental health decrease in 2020. 46% of those who regularly attend worship said their mental health is excellent. Again, that, though, is a 4% increase from this time last year. Friends, why do you think that is? Why are Christians better equipped to handle stress and anxiety and depression than others? That's because you you are thirsting for salvation and you come for the water of life. You are hungry as you go through the desolate desert of this world and here is where you find the bread of life you know what it's like to walk through the dark the darkness of depression but you also know that when it is the darkest that is when the light of Christ shines the brightest The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. For those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You are humble enough to admit that you are weak and that Christ is your strength. We join with the psalmist, My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the rock of my heart and my portion forever. You are free to fail. Because Jesus is your success. It is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this not from yourself. It is a gift of God. You are free to be ordinary. Because Jesus is extraordinary. He is the extraordinary son of Mary and son of God who rules on David's throne forever. You are 
often filled with anxiety when you're concerned about the things that are going on in this world. How can they ever work out right? And yet, you trust in the Lord and you lean not on your own understanding. You are a bruised reed that Jesus will not break. You are a smoldering wick that Jesus will not snuff out. You live every day with the guilt that you know that you are not the kind of spouse or child or parent that your family needs you to be. And yet every day you remember your baptism as those waters of baptism wash away your guilt and you are clothed in Christ's righteousness. You know how much your faith wavers. And that's why you desire to receive the Lord's Supper for the centering and the strengthening of your faith. People become depressed and anxious when they think that they're going through something all on their own. And that's why Christians are able to go through the anxiety and depression of a year like this better than others. Because Christians realize they're not alone. Not only do they have the eternal Christ with them, but they have each other. They are Christians that are connected together in a family. A family that is encouraging them, praying for them, and befriending them. That if you're worshiping online, you are able to connect with other people in the comment section in Facebook. If you're worshiping here in person, you are able to connect with fellow Christians over coffee and Kringle after the services. Even in a time when so much in our society is shut down, we thank God that our church is open. While there are so many decreases in our society by God's grace and by the persistence of members, that our offerings have remained steady this year. And more than that, we were able to raise over $28,000 to replace the roof. While everyone seems to be cutting back, God is growing his church here on earth in Racine. Kayla and Randy, two moms of young children here at Wisconsin Lutheran School, are about to be confirmed God has brought other families to us this year to make us their church home. And we have people that drive 25 minutes south from Oak Creek to come here, or people that drive an hour north from Antioch to come to worship with us. It's obvious that our worship attendance here in the sanctuary is down from this point last year, and yet our worship attendance overall is increasing because of the number of people that are worshiping with us online. And then in the midst of this virus, then the Lord of the church changes and shifts our ministry with a merger with New Hope. But why? Why are people looking to come into God's house during a time like this? It's because they know what they need. And you know what you need. By God's grace, you and I know that we need the same thing that King David was looking for 3,000 years ago, a better king, an eternal kingdom, a king who would establish everything that we truly need 
not money or success or health, not deliverance from any earthly problems or physical enemies, but he would come to bring us deliverance from sin, deliverance from the devil, deliverance from the hell that we deserve. This is the King Jesus who was born of Mary and of God the Father so that he would be born in the city of Bethlehem, born under the law to rescue us who are under the law, who cannot keep the law. He then went as true God and true man to the cross to take our sins on himself as God, but also be able to die because he was true man. And as true God and true man, he was able then to rise from the dead on the third day from his Judean grave. He was born to conquer our enemies of sin, death, and hell. And by that saving work, Jesus established a kingdom that far surpassed the kingdom of David. Jesus has established a kingdom of peace between us and God where he sits on his throne forever. And because of this King Jesus, we can find rest from our spiritual enemies, physical depressions, and mental anxieties. And the best place to find that rest is in the house of the Lord. Amen.